0: Are
1: Darnell Mooney's frustrations growing with his decreased role in the Chicago Bears offense? We're gonna talk a little bit about that. We're also gonna dive into the mailback, all that and more right after this.
2: You are now tuned into Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content.
1: What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot. For everything Chicago Bears related, I'm the host, Harry Hayes. But more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every single social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And before we get into the mailbag, it is Friday, so that means this episode is mainly built around your voicemails. We do have one topic that I want to get into, and this one comes from fan sided Jordan Campbell, and speaking about Darnell Mooney and his frustrations in his role on the team. He says this, I know for a fact that Darnell Mooney has privately had conversations with management about his lack of role with this team, Um, but he has been, in a good way, private about his displeasure. He wants more of a role. So when it comes down to it, when you look at Darnell Mooney, we know that he was expected initially when, uh you know, Ryan the, the, the Ryan Poles them came in, he was, he was looked at to be the wide receiver number one. They ended up bringing in Chase Claypool, they make a lot of signings, not really to kind of uh, move him from his role uh, as the wide receiver number one. We got that look at that last season. Uh, it didn't work out, right, uh, for due to several reasons. And then, you know, this year uh, with DJ Moore coming in, you know, initially coming into the season still with Chase Claypool, people had the questions on, what's going to happen with Chase Claypool? What's going to happen with Darnell Mooney? Now, Chase Claypool ended up being traded, but it's really left Darnell Mooney uh, in a position where they do have a young wide receiver in Tyler Scott that it seems like they are very high on, right, as He's been playing more and more snaps as things go on. But you got to look at the role from Darnell Mooney and really how it's decreased since the 2021 season. That season, he had 140 targets and 81 receptions for 1,055 yards and four touchdowns. Then last season, he had only a total of 61 targets, 12 games played, though, so he missed five games, 40 receptions for 493 yards and two touchdowns. And then this season, only 39 targets so far in the season and 23 uh, receptions in that he's played 11 games this season and for 345 yards and only one touchdown. So it's not like it's not valid that his role is decreasing. Now, I would say that, you know, it's a combination of a couple things is that we, we don't pass the ball a whole hell of a lot. Uh, we have a a terrible play caller in Luke Getty And But I do think that Darnell Moody, considering he's going into a contract year, it has the right to have those questions about his prioritization in the offense, does this really show anything of how they v- view Darnell Mooney leading into his contract extension talks? And so that's a big question there. And it's it's frustrating for a player as well when you know you're going into a situation where you're gonna you're trying to negotiate a contract. You're 26 years old, still in your prime. Yes, you have one of the best relationships with our quarterback in Justin Fields, but it takes more than that. And while DJ Moore is clearly and an undoubtedly the better wide receiver, and should be getting prioritized more than Darnell Mooney. You got to ask the questions on: Are the Chicago Bulls kind of unofficially telling everyone how they view Darnell Mooney? And it may be that, right? And considering the Bears are going into a draft where they could very well look to take a wide receiver like Marvin Harrison Jr., not to say that Darnell Mooney isn't can't still perform on a team like that, right? Because he can. We've seen him maybe even play the best when he's kind of in that slot situation. But when it comes down to it, is that the Bears may very well look at this Darnell Mooney situation and say, "Listen, if we go out and get." a a wide receiver like Marvin Harrison Jr., Tyler Scott can more than duplicate what we're probably asking you to do, and with a year of progression, maybe, and not have to worry about the contract. I'm not saying that that's the case, right? Not reporting on that or anything like that, but I am saying that while I understand the frustration that Darnell Mooney has, I also can understand it from a team perspective. If they just don't view Darnell Mooney as that guy, it's great to have chemistry with your quarterback one. Do not get me wrong. It's great to have that, but hell, we've seen DJ Moore build some solid chemistry in just less than a full season what could that look like with having another training camp things like that maybe a better offensive coordinator these are all questions that the chicago bears have to be asking themselves in regards to the darnell mooney and his future on this team and so we'll end up seeing the way that it goes like i said i I, it's one of those times and things where i understand both sides of the argument i understand the argument from the team and maybe their perspective again I'm just saying that this is their perspective we don't know that for sure but I also understand the frustration that Darnell Mooney's experiencing not only is your team losing but you aren't really been part, given many opportunities to maybe help the team out of some of those struggles so you know there's a lot of things I do think with a better offensive coordinator and coaching overall a lot of this stuff maybe goes away we see Darnell Mooney mo- used a little bit more creatively but hey, let me know what you guys think on that. And hearing that now, how does that make you feel about Darnell Mooney, especially going into an off season where his contract is up, and the Bears are going to have to figure out what they want to do, if anything, with Darnell Mooney long term? Let me know all that down below. But it's Friday, so that means it's mailbag day. Let's go ahead and get into these voicemails. This first one. This one's from Keith.
3: This is Keith, aka Ashley, aka Keith. This is bullshit. I've been a Bears fan since '84. I don't saw this. I don't saw that. This is the worst fucking coaching staff fucking ever, ever, ever. The team want to fucking do this, the team want to fucking do that, but they can't even fucking do it without a motherfucking coach. This coaching staff fucking suck. I can sit up here and call plays all day long. Just sit here on my fucking couch. We watch this. We see this. How in the hell? It's it's it's, it's always. Fucking conservative, like y'all it. after we get ahead. Oh, this is fucking, this bullshit. If they don't get these motherfucking coaches up out of here, I'm going to go protest. I want to protest. These coaches fucking suck. The players wanna do some shit. You can tell. But how you, how the players gonna do this, some stuff when these coaches fucking suck? This is crazy, man. Like I said, I've been a bear since 84. This is the worst fucking coaching staff fucking ever. They always wanna play fucking conservative after we fucking get up ahead. This don't make no motherfucking sense. We should have had plenty of fucking wins. Plenty. It don't fucking make sense. I'm so tired of these motherfucking coaches, man. If they don't get these motherfucking coaches up out of here, it's gonna be a fucking right. It's, it, it, it's pointless. I listen to you guys every fucking, every fucking day I listen to you guys. Every day. This is the first podcast I ever fucking listen to, really. But I listen to y'all faithfully because, man, y'all feel what I fucking feel. Fuck these motherfucking coaches, man. Ain't the fucking players. The, they played they motherfucking hard out today. They really fucking did. Justin Fields, my guy. He came out and played his fucking hard out after all these fucking games that he fucking been sitting the fuck down.
1: First of all, thank you for making us your first podcast ever that you listen to. We appreciate that. Uh, I mean, that's what we've built this platform for. It's meant to be for fans. We're the voice of the fans, all that stuff. So we really appreciate that. And as far as your comments, the coaching staff here is terrible. Like, it just is what it is. Like, Taking the ball uh, out of out of the hands of your best player, uh, the 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 conservative play calling when things get tight. Uh, it seems like this team also like what Matt Abreu like calling throwing players under the bus at times, not taking accountability. It's like a perfect storm of things that just lead it to to be this coaching staff ain't it? And that's just really what it boils down to. Now we do have things. We have talent on this team. I agree with that. We have things that we still need to fix with this team. Absolutely. Coaching is, is one of the things that I think needs to be addressed first, foremost, and early in the offseason. I, I know we hear more rumblings about maybe they keep Matt Eberflus and change offensive coordinators, things like that. To me, it's a cancer. You got to rip it all out and then start anew. Now, I can understand maybe if if Ryan Poles thinks that a, a new offensive, defensive coordinator can help better support Matt Eberflus, But at the end of the day, I just look at Matt Eberflus. I watch every press conference. It's just the way he handles the team, talks about it. He talks a good game. And he can – listen if you needed somebody to like say the right things Matt Eberflus can probably be a spokesperson but a head coach in the NFL that does not make for a good coach in the NFL and so at the end of the day I'm over Matt Eberflus I'm over the coaching staff in large and I would not be mad at all to see the Bears move in a different direction this offseason and let's hope that that's into where they going and they make the right choice and I got to be clear on this if they do move on from Matt Eberflus it still puts a lot on Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles to go out and get the right guy because listen as a GM, whatever, you only get so many head coaches. You only get so many of them before we have to start realizing it's you. It's not the head coach. And so he has to get this one right. I, I truly feel that he has to get this one right. But all right, let's get into the next voicemail.
4: This one's from Fred. What up, hey? This is your boy Fred, man. After watching that game yesterday, man, only thing I could put the blame on far as a player-wise is Jalen Johnson not getting them two picks. One of them could have went for a pick six, and the other one probably could have ended the game, though. I, I, I fought him just for that, but then he want to holler somebody want to get paid like a top corner. Well, top corner make plays like that though? But now the players you know they did their thing though. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I put this this loss on coaching because the motherfucking dumbass weak bitch made ass coaches tucked their tails between their legs, got scared and started playing conservative, which I don't even understand why. If you know Detroit was good against the run, just like us. Why would you try to run with the middle on them instead of you going outside when you have a success on the outside zone? And then on top of that, you could have went, no say, with the pass the game as well too a little bit. I like the fact Justin Fields put the ball to DJ. Justin DJ was missing. I wish DJ would have had a hundred yards in that game though, but that motherfucking Tyler Scott, he ain't it, man. He ain't it. And it's funny how he can catch passes from Tyson Baying, but when Fields in there, he don't catch shit from Fields though. Which I'm trying to understand that though. But it is what it is, man. You know what I'm saying? This season is over with. Bears, Mike, if you're ready to look for a new head coach. And Ryan Post cannot be serious on talking about keeping Matt Evafluss on because this dude here is a fucking idiot. He's a clown, right along with the coordinator as well. Both on my are fucking goofballs because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They need to be fucking fired. You what? Owen, what, 10 in the division now against the division opponents? This is a fireball offense right here, man. You have not won no division games since you've been the Bears head coach. At least Lovey won some division games when he did go through his fucking uh uh what? One or two year uh being uh trash or whatever with the Bears when he first at the Bears job. At least he won some division games. Hey, even flu, you not the guy. Duke, you not the guy. They should have been fucking cleaning the house after that game. I would have told them motherfuckers, hey, you two motherfuckers, don't get back on this motherfucking plane ride. Because y'all need to clean y'all fucking offers out and be the fuck on up out of here. Like, what's the point of keep holding on to him? You know, you're going to fire him at the end of the season. Fuck that shit. The Bears need to start doing things like other teams do and and let coaches know, like, your job is not safe if you're not getting the job done. Plain and simple. But at the end of the day, man, we keep it filled. Field's not the problem. Field's so, motherfuckers. Like I'm going to point out some shit like like the guy I said yesterday. Josh Allen may get no fucking line in it came to like, his second year. Bills ain't getting no line no fair weapons, it's just his third year. Well let me know what you think, man. Loss
1: on coaching, yes. The conservative play calling, yes. Um I'm not down on Tyler Scott. I listen, I understand, yes, he made mistakes
0: Say goodbye.
1: but I think I look at Tyler Scott and what he can be, and there's a lot of potential there with Tyler Scott. But when it comes down to it, like I think most Bears fans are set at a place of being frustrated with this coaching staff. And, you know, it's rightfully so. Everything that we've seen, like it's like he has the worst winning percentage of any coach in Chicago Bears history. That just, that's not up for debate. That's fact. That's 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 unrefutable facts, right? That's objective truth. And so when it comes down to it, to me, Matt Iberflush, Luke Gatsy, They've shown us who they are. And who they are is not the coaching staff that I want guiding this next stretch for the Chicago Bears, this next roster, this next wave, whatever you want to call it. I don't want them guiding it anymore. I've seen enough in two seasons. I'm good. But the biggest question is, is Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren, are they good? Are they done with this coaching staff? Do they realize the limitations? Do they see it the same way that some of us fancy it? If they do, then expect moves this offseason. If they don't, then listen, I will lose a little faith in them if they don't see it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it on that one. And just it's just everything with this team, right? And it's not to say that it's all on coaching. I'm not saying it's all on. But listen, coaching has a very big impact in the results that we see on the field, right? In the conservative play calling on both sides of the ball, the not the not realizing, for example, on defense that our, our secondary, which is a solid secondary can be really good secondary. It's better in man coverage. We run an antiquated defensive scheme. The offensive scheme is bare bones. Everything just points to it's time to move on. That's my opinion. But hey, uh, maybe it's not everybody's opinion. But let's get into this next voicemail which actually adds a little bit more color to this. This one's from DJ.
2: Hey, hey's Bobby C dub. Stevo. this is uh DJ from Shad Town, man. Hey, I wanna um just share some thoughts with you guys, man. You know, um I'm noticing some patterns here. You know, when, uh, Fields got hurt last year, you know, uh, it was all, it was doing a season where they were seeing like they were trying to lose so they can get that first round pick. And now here we are again, where all of a sudden, Fields got hurt with his thumb and everything. And remember last year when he came back, he balled out, you know, but it, it wasn't enough to hurt them getting that first round pick, you know. So I'm thinking that the Bears are trying to, uh, again, they ain't worried about winning. And that's probably why they're keeping these coaches in because they already know they losers. so they want to lose. This is why Pace ain't making no moves because this is what they want, you know, because they want to get that first round pick and maybe even the second round pick. Hopefully, if if the Panthers lose out, you know, what do you guys think about that, man? I love to hear your comments. All right, I'm out. Peace. This
1: is a great question. Are the Bears keeping the the, the coaching staff right now because they want to lose? Here's what I'll say on that. Let me be clear on this. Um. The, we have already the Carolina Panthers' first first uh, round pick, and that pick is probably going to end up being the first overall pick. So I don't say think that you have to hold on to the coaching staff. Just that when we're going to, ch- chances are higher than not that we're going to have that first overall pick from the Carolina Panthers, and our pick is going to fall in the top five to the top ten, depending on what we do here to end the season. I won't say necessarily that they're keeping them on to lose, but here's what I'll say: is that I don't think anything that you do right now is going to change what this Bulls, the, this Bears team is currently this season so they're going to lose it is going to be what it's going to be you might as well let the season finish out I know Bears fans are ready to see it change we see offensive coordinators fired across the NFL but when it comes down to it there's nothing that's going to really change the direction or the path that this Bears team is on for this season right and so I think if you change coaches I, I like I said would I like to see Matt Eberfuss fired today yes just because I'm tired of seeing his face but I can understand it from that standpoint as well as that You know, why make a change that's not really going to change your outlook this season? Wait, bring in a new coach in the offseason. They'll have time to implement their system, change things, whatever they need to do, evaluate. And the rest of this season is really just taking a look at, okay, what players are around here that we need to make sure that we hold on to and keep keep to. And I think that's kind of the bigger thing. But I definitely uh, understand your point and where you're coming from with that, absolutely. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Donovan.
5: What's going on, Hayes? It's your boy Donovan. I know I I call this line a lot, but I just this saying every every time. Y'all, all of up down my YouTube timeline, and I watch videos, and I just think of new ways on how we're fucked. But yeah, I found a stat. Shout out Swifty Sports. I found a stat. That they brought up 48 and one. The Bears have something to do with that that record. 48 and one. It sounds good to the naked ear until you hear what the fuck it's about. In NFL history, teams with the 40-minute time of possession and wins the turnover battle by three were 48-0 and zero before Sunday night. So the Bears have something to do with that record. I, I, I think you can guess how. We're the only team in NFL history to basically win the game without winning the game. I don't know what's up with Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles, but they got to get this shit together. How much do you have to see? Literally yesterday... All the questions leading up to Justin Fields' return, can the coaches do it, and can Justin do it? Literally yesterday answered all of those questions, and then some. Yes, Justin can do it, no, the coaches can't. Boom, one too simple. There's nothing else to say. And then when we were up 26 to 14, if my memory serves me correctly, after Justin Fields just scrambled for 30 fucking yards saved save the drive, you take it out of his hands and keep running. In the fourth quarter, he throws the ball like twice after he was literally fucking them up with the ball in his hand. It was a couple times because I watched uh, all 22. It was a couple times he missed some people. I mean, but he literally has to play a perfect game. Everyone has to play a perfect game. Those um interceptions from Jalen Johnson, uh Tyler Scott missing balls and blocks. Everybody has to play a perfect game to beat the Lions and to beat their own coaches. The Bears players have to win these games, not the coaches, because the coaches will literally, like, search through their whole fucking house, fucking rip everything up, tear all of their fucking closets up, to find a way to lose. I don't know which voicemail you're going to hear because i sent a lot of them over the past week, but I just had to get 48-1. We have something to do with that record. Bear down, get these coaches to fuck out. The Bears breaking a bad record.
1: The one team, the one team to lose a game under those scenarios is Matt Eberflus and the Chicago Bears. And listen, like I've said, this has been a season of fireball offenses, in my opinion, for this coaching staff. A season of them. Every, Every shape, form, and fashion, everywhere that you look, there's been fireball offenses all up and down this coaching staff and their decisions. And when it comes down to it, listen, we got to move on from this coaching staff. And I know all the kind of voicemails have taken now the shape of talking about coaches. And I think that this just shows that this Bears fandom is really over this coaching staff. We all see it. But like I said before, the most important two people that need to see it are Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles. And hopefully they're seeing the same thing that we do. Because listen, we cannot keep looking like an unstable franchise. We can't keep looking like we have coaches that are in over their heads in every shape, form, or fashion, and that's what we're seeing. And so it comes down to it: this coaching staff is a coaching staff full of cowards. Let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Barry. Hey,
0: Bobby c C W. Hey, fellas, it's Barry here. Fellas, okay, I I got it. As if, if this point hasn't been fucking and home enough. If you, if you recall, after week one, the mailbag, I called in and I said we are truly fucked with Eberflus and company, and this week, fellas. Cemented it more than ever, okay? So, this Lions game, they come out, and you've got to pick your cap for the offense and defense for the majority of the game. They they called a good game, fellas. I mean, they, they had a good game for Justin. They were rolling him out. They were letting him find targets downfield. He was, he was fucking lighting them up with his legs. And the whole game, Justin Fields is fucking on. The defense played aggressive. They're mixing up the blitzes. Everything is working. And in the fucking three minutes to go, their fucking dick turns inside out, fellas. And here's the other thing that really gets me, fellas. If you listen to the players, right, they, if a player ever blames the coaches, they're fucking cut and traded on the spot. But Eva fools, I said this after the Packer game week one, to blame execution for your fucking shortcomings is a cowardly fucking action, fellas. It's the coaches blaming the players and I've never seen a coach do it more than Iberflus. This guy who comes off as this fucking meek and mild, and, hey, hey, we got to do good things. We did some good things. Fuck your good things, Iberflus. When crunch time comes, and you don't fucking call a good game plan, you throw your players under the bus like a fucking coward. Justin Fields was fucking unstoppable that game, and they took the ball out of his hand when he had several opportunities, if you put it in his hand, to put that game on ice, fellas. So fucking Iberflus, Go fuck yourself, and I feel truly sorry for Justin that this is his evaluation year, and he's dealing with a fucking crown car of coaches, fellas, so I, that's all I gotta say, I don't know what I, I probably got some more shit to say I don't fucking know, fellas, but these, you gotta, I feel bad for these players, fellas, they they deserve to go out there and get the the most fun win of their lives in a huge upset, division rival game, would have been Ibrafusa's first fucking win in the division, 0-9, oh, get the fuck out of here, I, oh Fellas, Eva Fuchs, launch him into the fucking sun. I was open to the idea of him coming back and taking a demotion as a defensive coordinator because I feel like if there's any personality in the NFL that would take a demotion with the same franchise, it's Eva Fruz. The guy's are fucking weirdo, fellas. So that's all I got to say. I think I, uh, best case scenario, though, is, is hey, the Bears tank, but Justin looks great. And I, I see more progress out of the defense, but I think that's more pulls in his personnel uh, selection. This team has fucking building blocks, fellas. The future is brighter than the record indicates. So, fellas, that's all I got for you. Hope you had a fucking phenomenal Thanksgiving. Got all the turkey and all that other shit. So, uh, till next time, Chicago up, but bad time.
1: And Barry hit on everything that, that could be said about this coaching staff, and I feel like this was a great capper to what this voicemail back episode has become. And I get it. We're Bears fans. We're going to rant, and you have every responsibility or every right to that. And um, that's why we do open this platform up to hear your guys' voicemails because we want to hear from the fans of the team and how they're feeling about this. And when it comes down to it, Matt Eberflus is an idiot. Matt Iberflus is not a coach that I want guiding my franchise. He's not a coach that I want. Like, at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, you can blame execution all day long, but you got to look at your faulty game plans. And the game plans for Matt Eberflus and Luke Getze have left so much to be desired for from and I get it it's easy to be on this side of the screen this side of of the game of football and point out the things that went wrong right but the fact of the matter is is that we see this coaching staff talk about things that went wrong they recognize it but they're still not fixing it and that's one of the biggest indictments on this coaching staff that I've personally seen in my time in covering this team I've been a Bears fan my whole life but the show's been around for a little over a year under two years so far but it when it comes down to it it's just it's done, and I'm done, and I'm over Matt Eberflus. I'm over Luke Getzey. I want to see the next stage and a new coach get in to come in and kind of guide this next phase of the Chicago Bears. But, hey, let me know what you guys think down below. Do you think the voicemail's me? Do you think we're off? Do you think that the coaching staff does deserve another chance to stay on next season and see what they can do? I don't th- expect to hear from too many people on that, but if you do, sound off down below. But make sure you're following the show at Shy Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Chicago Central, Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773 242 9336 We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. Thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, Chi Town Up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all.
2: This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break media.
0: media.